welcome to another episode of our CGI Experience Podcasts. Last time we explored the challenges of bot development with my colleague Kate Taylor, so feel free to go back and listen to that one later if you missed it. Today we're going to continue our mini-series on the foundations of a great bot. In this episode, we'll be talking about how not to build a dumb bot with another talented colleague, Chidi Akarunwa. I'm just going to quickly reintroduce myself. I'm Cheryl Olibrand, a senior digital consultant specializing in conversation design. Chidi, would you like to reintroduce yourself as well, as it's been two episodes since we last spoke about the elements of great bot design? Yes, yes, um, it has been indeed. So Chidi Akarunwa. Um, I am a senior conversation um, AI designer with a background in NLP data science. So uh, looking forward to, to what we're going to get into today. Another spirited talk, I'm hoping. <laughs> so let's just, let's yeah, just quickly yeah, recap. All right. So when you and I last spoke, we talked about how to design, which is, you know, really about right. interaction, right? And then Kate That's and I right. followed that up with development, which enables the understanding needed for those interactions. So now That's we're right. going to move on to the connections that give access to existing information or, you know, do mm. something with new information. So those connections, right. I think, are what's really at the heart of today's topic, how not to build a dumb bot. Absolutely. Yeah, I suppose we should probably define a little bit what what we mean, right? So if the opposite of dumb is intelligence, we should probably talk about what's intelligence, right? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know about for you, but for me, uh, perceived intelligence is partially a function of the access to the information, right? These integrations that, that I just right. alluded to, right? As well as the complexity of the design that enables these processes to yeah, successfully it, 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 reach the desired outcomes. And I, I think outcomes is kind of key, but um, hopefully exactly. the whole thing, the way you and I discussed it in enjoyable ways, right? Exactly. You know, intelligence, again, is just to, to pick off what you said, is having access to to the right amount of information at the right time to get something done. I mean, when we think about it on a on a human level, um, it's what makes us intelligent as 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 creatures as well. Yeah, and I guess that is all about the importance of being able to access systems, right? So, I know that you're very good at building that. Do you want to talk a little bit about <laughs> the importance of access to systems? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, again, I think, and that's probably something that we'll be we touching on quite a bit of, of in this talk about that that importance of access to systems. When we think about um, the more complex interactions um, that we can have, um, I think that's what makes intelligence intelligence is those complex interactions that you're able to handle, the more complex use cases and workflows that you can bring to life. All these things depend on the ability to access systems. You know, take take your example if you're taking a customer through a loan originations journey, right? Which is which is quite a complex use case to begin with. That would be almost impossible to do without access to systems. And um, you know, so we we can't really have handle these complex use cases and workflows if we're not able to access systems, access data, whether that's also you know reducing time to value for customers, for example. I mean, you know, we if, 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 if we know that a customer is in the middle of a loan application process, when next they call in, they may want to have an update on that process. Are we able to, you know, create action based on, you know, system data? And that actually reduces, you know, the time to value 
for that customer? Or, you know, are we able to reach out to that customer based on a system update? So we can take it a step even further. If you've got an appointment coming up, a doctor's appointment coming up tomorrow, can I reach out to that customer and let them know what they have to do in preparation for that appointment? And so you start to see that when by building intelligence, we can really start to create strong value um, and, and for our customers. Yeah, because that's the type of thing that, you know, those types of things you just mentioned, the the reaching out and the notifications and being able to do something with it, that's what takes so much time. And, you know, I think a lot of organizations would want to provide that level of service. But who has time to call everybody who has an appointment scheduled, right? Or, you know, even if we think about the NHS today, Right. Um, if somebody mm. has a problem um, coming to their appointment, if they realize they're not going to be able to make it, they can't even reach someone in order to be able to change it half the time. Yeah. It's just exactly. it, it's old, and, that and, type of thing is really overwhelming. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why we're, we're talking about the importance of access to systems. And we think about mm-hmm. the NHS example. I mean, that's probably um, one of the key problems. Right. From an mm-hmm. NHS point of view is that you have these siloed systems that are not um, interconnected and so having access at different points of different customer journeys is, to systems is, is a very difficult thing and so you can see almost immediately why um, we need to not only just uh, transform these things with, with bots but, but transform it with intelligent bots right? and you know isn't that in it, the access to systems is even an issue in a normal, let's let's even just think the customer service center type of situation, right? Mm. That's part Absolutely. of why there are people who are assigned to different areas. It's not just about expertise in those areas, right? But because information yep. is siloed, they only have access to certain systems or they need to flip between exactly. a bunch of different systems. And I think that when we build those connections, that's one of the things that bots can do so well is they can update the same yep. information in four different systems if it's required, or they can can reach out to four different exactly. systems and immediately, right. instantaneously pull those things, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're, what you're talking about there is that sort of agent assist capability, right? So, you know, as, as you mentioned in a sort of contact center type of scenario, when you have agents plugged into these multiple systems, if we are able to integrate with these same systems, you know, recently, um, previously I was talking about reducing time to value for customers, but you know, we could also assist the agents on the on the flip side of things. We can reduce agent handling time when the bot is connected to the same systems that the agents have access to. And, and, and I think that's what you're talking about there. And of course, you know, this is applicable across, you know, different industries. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, that was kind of next level. I was just thinking about the bots being able to handle situations that, that can even oh, be yeah. challenging for people. But you're absolutely right there. Um, the bots mm. don't need to go away. They can continue to help in the background. I do think, you know, just in general, the way that things are built without um, the the connections, the way that, that, or I guess I should say with a bit of a lack of connections, uh, you run mm. into issues where, people get really frustrated because the bot is 
100% forgetful, right? You know, sort of, hi, mm. I'm a bot. I can help you with X, Y, or Z. What do you want help with, right? And then you tell it That's and then right. it forgets or, you know, you go away and you come back and it doesn't recognize you or it can't help you and you get passed off to a customer service agent and they have no idea what you already tried to discuss with the bot, right? I think that mm, that's absolutely. really what is most frustrating for people. And that can completely yeah. be solved, yeah. both by design that you and I talked about um, in the first Foundations episode, but also mm. then with the, you know, it, with the, the benefit of these connections, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, building intelligent bots is actually a huge part of making those conversations intuitive and personal and user-centric. Um, in, and, and that's what really makes conversational AI what it, you know, a, a truly transformative technology, you know, and then you start to, you know, create outcomes mm. and have meaningful interactions for, for customers. Perfect. Perfect outcomes. I was just going to ask you what the key thing to consider would be. And I think that you actually said it before I could even ask you, right? It, it's that yeah. you're designing something that's outcome based from the start, right? Absolutely. And and when you start to, you know, consider intelligence and, and not just think about building something that is a glorified FAQ, yes. right, you can start to have more important metrics than just cost of interaction. Right? We talk about cost of interaction a lot in our industry. But when mm -hmm. we start to um, think about cost of outcome, which, it, which um. I think is a, is a much more powerful metric than just cost of interaction. And you, if you can focus on that and yeah. measure that and and reduce that, you're on your way to building something very, very um, successful. Oh, my God. I love that. Yes. Yeah, we get so focused on either companies forget the KPIs or they get very focused on um, being a cost driver, right? Like how can we cut out exactly. costs? And I think that, you know, people will talk about containment rates sometimes in terms of how can we deflect people from reaching a customer service agent, not necessarily That's about right. how are we going to create the best outcome for that person, whether it's completely right. taking it with a virtual agent or supporting um, the human agents with a virtual agent in the background. Ooh. So much to talk about here, but I just noticed we've come to the end of our time already. Was I felt like we just talked for three minutes. It was over time. Yeah. Went All right. so fast. All right. Well, Chidi, thank you so much for your time today. Thank and you very much. To all our listeners, we will be running more of these over the coming weeks and months. So please do join us again as they come through. And we look forward to speaking with you again on a future episode.